Welcome to the Messenger Podcast. I hope that you will sit back and take a few moments to listen to what the Spirit of the Lord would like to say to you today. He is encouraging us and challenging us to not be afraid, but to be strong in the power of His might. Now, let's go to today's podcast. In this podcast, I'm going to share two interesting supernatural events that took place in regards to prayer walking in different locations. Now, if you will remember the story of the battle at Jericho, Joshua and the people who marched around that fortified city, well, you will know that prayer walking and praise had a potent effect. We would often have groups of people walk among our community near where our church facility was, and they would simply pray quietly for the neighborhoods they were walking in. Often there would be people out in their front yards or sitting on their front porches, and they would stop to visit with them, simply asking if there were something they could pray about with them, and would state that they had no agenda other than just a walk through the neighborhood and to pray. Out of that came great moments where people's lives were being touched and changed. These individuals would often end up coming to church where they could be loved on, discipled, and find family in Christ to help them grow or to help them through difficult times. We knew one pastor who had everybody gather one Sunday during the service. And then he gave packets of scripture verses and candy bars to groups of them or whoever was there and said, Today's service is concluded. Here's a block map for you to go walk and pray and greet your neighbors around the church. Imagine the shock of the people that they had to leave their comfortable church building and go out and actually be praying for their neighbors physically and look for opportunities to help them. The next Sunday, the building was so packed, the people couldn't believe it. People had asked for help and asked for prayer because someone dared to reach out to them. There are times when God will strategically send groups of people to pray throughout their neighborhoods, their cities, and their states. It's during these times when we focus on praying that God brings about not only a change in our hearts, but He also begins to see that the land is being blessed by His people, rather than being cursed by the wicked. We are in a time where God is calling His body to be active, and He is literally thrusting them out of the upper room experiences that they've been dwelling in for a long time and sending them out into the streets to preach the gospel in love and act in kindness and in listening. Hey, the world is frightened right now. People are terrified what they see coming against them from the encroaching communist regimes. They don't know what to do. And so, huge prayer initiatives are exploding everywhere. But the one thing that we must not be afraid of is this, we need to go out of the church building and walk our neighborhoods and pray. Because this is us in action out in the highways and byways, compelling people to come in simply by being available. There are times you may meet no one while you're walking and praying, but you continue to listen to the Holy Spirit. Now, He may have you stop gently in front of someone's home, and then show you something that you need to pray about for that individual or that family. You just quietly pray as you walk and bless, or pray however the Holy Spirit leads you for that home. This is faith in action, and it is above all 
love in action. So now for the two specific interesting prayer walking experiences that I have had that I'd like to share with you. Here we go. Steve and I took a team of women from across the United States to Mundelsheim, France, a city not far from well-known Strasbourg, France. We were working with another wonderful French ministry team called Les Olivier, called the Olive Branch in English. And we were preparing to have a multinational women's conference. We had built a wonderful relationship with the key leaders, Christine and Michelle. And we had arrived with a team of women who came from all across the United States and who paid their own way to come. Many of them were pastoral counselors, pastors, ministers, intercessors, missionaries, and also strong Christian businesswomen. As we met and began to pray and prepared for the days ahead when the conference would take place, we had a map of the city the conference was being held in on a poster board and pointed out to the individual different places we would like to have everyone go walk and pray in the community where we were going to be having the conference. At the time, France had more restrictive rules about religious gatherings and church practices than China. We had favor with the city mayor. He was a strong Lutheran and had a love for Jesus. So he did everything he could to secure the large meeting hall for us. And the team that helped us from the city hall were lovely people. As we assigned different city location areas for groups of people participating in the conference as leaders or helpers, we asked them to take their Bibles and to go in groups of three or four to begin to walk and pray for the village of Mundelsheim. This region is a very difficult place to plow in, especially when it might come to anything that might have the power of the Holy Spirit flowing. We had women coming in from Brussels, France, Germany, Romania, Croatia, the United Kingdom, and the Netherlands. And we also found out that we had individuals who were led by the Lord to the conference who were from Iraq. This was all a result of the Lord having everyone prepare in prayer for months ahead. The teams of three and four individuals began to spread out throughout the village or the city of Mundelsheim. Everyone knew that because there was a language barrier, we would not be able to talk with very many people since we did not have enough of French interpreters. So people went with the intent simply to pray and to bless this city. We asked the Lord to use us to bring peace and joy and also to discern how to pray. During the prayer walk, one group was specifically really feeling strong to pray and intercede for salvation among the young people and asked the Lord to please show them how to pray and to please give them an indicator that they were on the right track into what they felt they were being called to pray about. Suddenly, they began to hear music down the street about a block away. In France, they still do open the shutters in the upper level of their homes to let the air pass through. The closer they got, they recognized the worship song that was very popular at that time. As they approached where they could hear the music more clearly, there in the window with his back to the window was a young man playing the guitar and worshiping the Lord in French, singing, I will glorify the King of Kings. I will glorify the Lamb. He had no idea that this group of individuals was now standing down in the front of his house, lifting their hands and praising God with him. When he finished his song, they began to clap, and he turned around. He saw them praising God, and he joined in with them, clapping his hands and rejoicing. 
that even though none of them could understand each other, the common bond was that they knew they belonged to each other because of Jesus. Everyone tried to sign language with him, and he spoke a little bit of English, so they told him about the conference. He was so excited to hear about it. Even though the conference was for women during the day, night sessions were opened to men. This was a clear indicator that the Lord had directed these individuals to pray for the youth in that city. And as they walked the streets and interceded, the Lord gave them a prophetic indicator that there were those in the city that were young people called to impact that city through worship. Every group that went out to walk had some kind of interesting event take place or an indication of how to pray. God wastes nothing when we dedicate ourselves to His purposes. Not every time you prayer walk will there be something supernatural or spectacular take place in the natural. But what will take place is that our heart and in our heart is that we shed fear and what we think people will think about us, and we simply and quietly go about to serve our communities. Above all of that, we serve the Lord by praying for those around us, as the Word of God tells us to do. The Scripture tells us to pray for those in authority, and to pray for our cities, and for those that are our leaders. I know of groups of people who have taken time to go walk around their local city buildings very quietly, without fanfare or trying to draw attention and simply prayed for all the leaders, the police force, the fire department, and all those others who serve in their city communities. Now my next story about prayer walking is very relevant for where we are right now. I urge you to listen carefully because I believe that there will be another attempt to put a complete lockdown on the United States with another forced pandemic or a forced fear about a pandemic. I urge you to be very wise and discerning about listening to the encroaching fear-mongering and continual threats against your freedoms. It is for this that Christ died to set us free and not to tremble under the hand of tyranny. We are never to hide our faith under a bushel basket or hide what we believe in order to protect ourselves from opinion. It is when we obey the Lord that the greatest power and the greatest strength comes. In March 2020, we were at, a, at peak lockdowns here in Colorado. People were so afraid of each other that even neighbors would mask and rush to their cars and not even wave at each other as if perhaps this diabolical biological weapon would somehow be released further by waving to your neighbor in a friendly greeting. Our temperatures were in the mid to low 50s on a Monday that seemed to be extremely bleak. Everywhere we turned, people were in fear, and the newscasts were non-stop bombardment of fear, control, and banter. I was in our guest room, which is also my prayer room, just pondering everything and quite weary of the noise, knowing that this was not going to get better quickly. I was looking over a bunch of scriptures that I was going to pray over my city, as well as pray for our neighbors, and I was strongly urged by the Holy Spirit to put on a warm coat, warm clothing, and gloves, and take a walk around my neighborhood. I was to take those scripture verses with me on my piece of paper and simply and quietly walk all the blocks and pray those scriptures and speak peace over my neighborhood. So I got bundled up and I told my husband Steve that I was going to go prayer walk. I did not put a mask on. I was not going to walk in fear. Block after block, I was simply walking and praying and listening closely to the Holy Spirit as to how I was to pray, 
and prayed the scripture verses that I was reading, speaking them out quietly. As I was coming down one street, there was also a looped, small cul-de-sac, and so I took a left-hand turn and began to walk around the cul-de-sac. As I was coming around the edge of the cul-de-sac, coming back towards the street, just being quiet, reading my prayers and scriptures, I noticed that there were three young women standing outside the front of their house, on the lawn, drinking large cans of beer, and being generally rowdy and laughing. I didn't pay much attention to it because I was busy praying. Suddenly, they stopped, and all of them came to the edge of the sidewalk and stared at me as I was approaching to go down the other side of the street, across the street from them. All at once, they began cussing and swearing at me, laughing maniacally, and then one woman, in a very guttural, maniacal voice, began to yell, We're going to spit on you. We're going to give you COVID. What are you doing out here? We're going to spit on you. We're going to breathe on you. COVID is coming for you. They were laughing and screeching and spitting out into the street. At this point, I had stopped just to stare at them and realized that I was seeing a full force of mocking and harassing spirits coming my direction in complete demonic manifestation. Hmm, apparently quiet prayer walking for your neighborhood really upsets the demonic strongholds. I did not give them any attention as I was walking forward, and as I looked up into the sky above the house over where they were. The day was overcast and had gloomy pockets of clouds, so the sun was not showing for the majority of the time that I was walking. Suddenly, up over the top of the house, the sun broke forth and I was just beginning to pray in tongues, asking the Lord to please keep me safe as I passed by them, because I really didn't want them coming over to the street to engage with me if they were either drunk or fully manifesting demonic activity. Again, as I looked up over the top of the house, suddenly the sun burst forth behind this formation in the sky. And there in the sky was a giant cloud, clearly shaped like an eagle. Pretty obvious from the picture in my introduction, since I did have my phone with me and I was able to snap it. I had just gotten done praying for the United States of America when I was coming around the cul-de-sac asking the Lord to protect our nation and was led by the Spirit of God to pray regarding a need for protection in the skies and protection over our nation. In Isaiah 40:31, God compares his care for his people to that of a mother eagle who spreads her wings to cover her young and carry them away from danger. I was crying out in prayer for our nation like a mother would for a child in grave danger. As I saw that huge cloud above me, I stopped and stared, and of course I got my phone out and took the picture. I think the women thought I was getting ready to take a picture of them because they began to really act up. But as I stood there and stared in the sky, then they too turned around and looked. I continued on my way and did not engage with them, so I can't honestly tell you what they thought of that formation in the sky. But I can tell you it was so obvious that no one could have missed it. I went around the corner and passed where they were, and they seemed to withdraw and go back into the lawn area as if something was subduing them. As I turned down around another block and was pondering what I had just seen, the sun then went back behind the clouds and the shape was gone. I began to pray in tongues, praying in the Spirit as the Holy Spirit guided me. Several times I was praying, and as I was praying I would speak out in English the word, It's a coup! It's a coup! Pray against the coup. 
So then I would begin to speak scriptures about God exposing every evil thing that is hidden in the darkness and to bring it into the light. I was praying so intensely in the spirit for the next 15 minutes, I vaguely remember walking a couple blocks, and I was at this point walking pretty quickly and purposefully. As I came around another block, there was a young man and his wife getting out of their pickup truck with a baby, and they had masks on. I was walking more down the middle of the street because it was a quiet neighborhood street, and as I walked by them, I smiled at them, and I waved, and I said, I hope you're okay. Have a peaceful afternoon. Don't be afraid. The young man turned around and stopped and looked at me like a deer in the headlights. And then he said, thank you so much. I appreciate that so much. All it took was one kind word, one risk to engage, and someone stopped and felt that love and felt that connection. I have come to understand that the presence of God flows out of us like the virtue flowed out of Jesus for the woman who had the issue of blood. He said he felt virtue leave him when she touched the hem of his garment. When we are busy out and about prayer walking, being carriers of the presence of Christ, bringing prayer into dark places, we are emanating a light that we may not see, but it impacts those around us. Obviously, the demonic forces in my neighborhood didn't like that I was out praying and breaking strongholds of fear and critical judgment against each other in our neighborhood. So what did the evil darkness try to do? They tried to turn around and threaten me. Actually, it gave itself away. The enemy let me know exactly that he knew I was out praying for my neighborhood and that he was going to threaten me with spit or COVID. Needless to say, I knew I was on to something. You did not need to have some large ministry or some affiliation with the group to go prayer walk. You, as a single individual believer, can walk in all the authority you need to go walk in the power of Christ and pray for your neighborhood. Many people say, I don't know where to begin, so I'm going to give you some simple, easy guidelines. Don't make it difficult. As you walk and pray, the Holy Spirit will guide you. Here are a few instructions and guidelines on how to prayer walk and why to prayer walk. So what is prayer walking? First of all, it's following the example that Jesus gave us in Luke 10. Try to go out in twos. In Ezekiel 22, verses 30 through 31, it shows you that we're standing in the gap for people by praying for people. Standing there in prayer for them between heaven and their lives. Then in Luke 19, it says Jesus gave us authority over the enemy. So as we pray, we begin to stand firm against the strongholds in our neighborhoods or cities. In Matthew 18, 14, it states that we have to seek God's guidance in whom we approach when we are prayer walking. When you get ready to prayer walk, the first thing you do is to set an intention for your walk. There are multiple possibilities as to why you're going to take a walk and pray. First of all, think about praying for your community. Pay attention to the details around you. What do you see that needs your prayer? There may be a home on the street that looks impoverished, or perhaps it looks like it might even possibly be a location where there is crime taking place. Explore a question situation with God. Ask God to help you discover truth. Ask the Lord what is He wanting you to see. Then if you're meditating on a passage or a verse of scripture like Psalms, as you walk, keep referring to that piece of scripture that helps you meditate on the word and speak the word as you're praying. That's why I take notes with me, just a little piece of paper with scriptures so I know that I am praying the word of God over my neighborhood. 
Simply enjoy being in the presence of God and in nature. It's wonderful. Enjoy the beauty around you and the divine presence of God. I would recommend you pray before you start walking and also be open to God's leading in this time of walking. If you see people on your walk, you can say hi. And if you happen to strike up a conversation, feel free to ask them if they have anything you could pray for. When you finish your walk, just as you're coming home, give thanks to God for this time that you've had praying for your city and tell him how much you love your neighborhood and that you want these people to feel the love of God. I call this prayer walking made easy. Whenever Steve and I were pastoring or when we knew that there was a situation going on in our community, we looked to partner with God or in a new area. And so we'd start by prayer walking the streets to prepare our hearts for the harvest. We see throughout the Bible that God calls people to walk the land, and as we do, the physical act becomes a spiritual one. In Genesis 3.17 it says, Go walk through the length and breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. Wow, I like that one. Joshua 13 says, I will give you every place that your foot touches, as I promised Moses. So prayer walking helps us to really see the area and its people through God's eyes. We can hear what God is saying and get an understanding of how the Holy Spirit might want to engage the people who live there. And when we pray or walk, all our senses become part of our prayer as sights, smells, and sounds prompt our discussion with God. Understand that prayer walking is not about standing on a street corner, praying out loud, and preaching. It's a time of learning, listening, and importantly, intercession on behalf of the people that we want to reach. It's very important that we know how to pray when we're prayer walking. So ideally, if you can find a friend to walk with you, it's nice to have someone to be in agreement with while you're walking. Each of you can pray and take turns to just walk the streets of your neighborhood silently, silently praying for each person, each house, and praying for specific needs if you know them, or just pray for God's truth and blessing for each person. Prayer walking should be low profile. You don't need to carry a huge Bible, pray out loud, or tell everybody what you're doing. Just quietly pray as you walk. There are times when people are really forgetting that we can prayer walk for the schools that children are going to. What do we pray for? Well, we pray for the coaches and teachers, the bus drivers, the traffic directors, the cafeteria staff, the front office staff, the school nurse, security personnel, and especially pray for the superintendents of the schools right now. We definitely need to see a move of God among school boards. We need to pray for arts teachers and school counselors. We need wisdom in assessing the needs of children and pray that they're not being forced into harmful narratives. We need to pray for classroom teachers that they use efficient time management and creative planning and love the children and teach them well, not indoctrinate them. Special education teachers need prayer so very much, and we need to pray for new students. The big thing to pray for in schools is for bullies. When I taught school, the bullies would even bully the teachers. This is a stronghold that comes against teachers. It comes against tender-hearted students or young students coming into the schools. Bullies use a stronghold of control and shame. We need prayer for specific care above all during this time where we have so much child abduction taking place. Definitely praying for children who walk to school 
that they would make wise decisions and be alert to cars and people and safety. I encourage you to pray specifically with the names of teachers if you know them, and be sure to include prayers of thanks. We begin to praise God as we see change then in our neighborhoods taking place due to prayer. Now we'll give you a specific story as I finish this podcast. We had a family that lived across the street in one of the homes near us who lived there many years, and they had one young daughter. I'll say her name is Jay because I don't want to give her name away. She was a darling little girl, but there was tension between mom and dad. Eventually, mom and dad moved out, and the house became a rental to some lovely people that lived there. Now understand, every now and then this couple would come over and their little girl, they would come to visit the house and their little girl would be there. As she grew up, she always came across the street to talk with us because she enjoyed visiting with Steve and I and our boys. And then as our boys got older and left home, she would still come over and we would always visit with her. She knew that we were ministers or pastors at one time, but we never pushed anything on her. We simply showed her love and always gave her cookies at Christmas. Fast forward now, 15 years. Suddenly her dad and mom have been divorced for years and her dad has decided to let her live in the home by herself as a single adult. Who are the first people that she decides to come and talk to? You guessed it, Steve and I. More and more she would come across the street or we would meet her at the edge of the sidewalk and just chat about lawn mowing, the weather, and she got a new puppy. On a spring evening this year, I invited her to come over for coffee and sit on the front porch to enjoy the beautiful evening. We were going to come inside, but her new puppy wanted to run around out in the front yard area, so we sat on the porch instead. Slowly but surely, she began to tell me her story. What heartache she had experienced through her parents' divorce. What she had just recently gone through with the COVID pandemic and having to bury both of her grandparents because her mother had a complete breakdown. This young woman is just now 21 years old. We sat there and I talked and laughed with her and let her share her deep, innermost sorrows and fears. I held her in my arms as she began to weep and cry out of despair and feeling so lost knowing that her dad was going to soon remarry and she was being rejected and belittled by the new woman in his life and her daughters. This led me to be able to gently ask her if she had ever thought about asking God to show himself to her. Have you ever said, if you're real, please let me know who you are? She has had plenty of counseling from a secular counselor. She has relatives who come from a cultish spiritual background and have tried to force it on her. So when I told her that she can ask God to show himself to her, that he loves her and that he can handle her anger, that he could handle her asking him this, It was like an entire new world for her. She went home smiling and happy and hugged me again and again. We have waved as she drives by. She comes over and talks on the lawn. A few times we've given her some baked goods or fresh vegetables from our garden, and we've left it alone. But she continues to gravitate back towards our home because she feels something. She had told me she felt so safe and calm when she was around me. I told her, that's the kindness of God that you're feeling and his peace. She wasn't sure about that. She thought maybe it was just because we were nice people. I'm looking forward to the next time that I can have Miss J over to our home and love her and continue to plant seeds into her heart. Every Thursday night when we have our prayer gathering, we pray for Miss J. Sometimes I'll just stretch my hand out towards her house when I'm looking through the window blinds 
and pray for her. Maybe you'll join me in praying for Miss J as well. I feel the Holy Spirit would have me say to many of you who are reading or listening to this and have been asking the Lord, what part can I do? What can I do to change anything? Everything is so dark and frightening, and I'm at my wit's end. I can tell you this. There are people tonight who will lose their homes due to the mounting cost of living. There are people tonight who have their children who will not talk to them because they are Christians and the children despise their parents. I can tell you tonight that there are many people who are weeping and crying because they have no one to tell about how close they are to losing everything. I can tell you in my life it's become very tight on many levels. Being a pastoral counselor, we can keep our fees low so that we can help people. But when people are choosing between groceries and gasoline and a house payment that everything is skyrocketing in expense, the first thing they tend to do is just stop coming for counseling. So that drastically affects my way of living too. Churches are feeling the pinch because people aren't able to give as freely or as generously. Then this shuts down opportunities to go and minister other places because ministers need to pay their utility bills before they pay a guest minister. Yes, I'm feeling it just like everyone else is. If you're not feeling it, if you have everything in a good place in your life and you have plenty of financial security, then be a blessing to someone who isn't. Help others. Pray for them. Pray for those in your neighborhood who look worn down, those who have yards that perhaps are not as well tended to anymore because they're working two and three jobs. You may even volunteer to mow their lawn just to show love and compassion. Believers, dear ones, let us not love merely in theory, with words, or with giving lip service to compassion, but in action and in truth, in practice and in sincerity. Because practical acts of love are more than words. That's 1 John 3.18, by the way. One of the greatest things we can possibly ever do is to go and walk and pray for our neighbors, our cities, our states, and our nations. God has called us to be a people of prayer. And I encourage you to go march around your city and speak against those strongholds that are trying to destroy your children's education, destroy your freedoms, and to take away your ability to function. The Lord wants the walls of Jericho around your nation to come down, but he calls upon his people to obey him and do that kind of labor of love by praying. In fact, let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, that prayer walking is a desire of your heart. Not only is it good for our spiritual health, but it is also good for our heart muscle as we walk. I thank you that you will use this message to stir people to realize that sitting around and just waiting for something to happen isn't fruitful. Lord, as we get up and move, I ask that you help us to be discerning and open to the things of your Spirit. And Lord, if a manifestation takes place or an opportunity to pray for someone happens, help us to record it and write it down to remember the things that you have done. Lord, I'm so grateful that someone recorded the story of the road to Emmaus when you walked with the two disciples. You were walking and talking and sharing with them, and out of that came the great amazement that they realized it was you speaking to them. Father, I bless every person listening to me today, and I speak peace over their storm in the name of Jesus. I see that your word says no weapon that is being formed against them will utterly prosper against them. 
that you will come and rescue the desperate and the destitute and the fearful. Father, break off any shame or any sense of great humiliation for being in struggles or difficulty right now. Break off the shame of being embarrassed because things are tight or uncomfortable financially for many, Lord. I ask that you show each individual that you are a loving God and that you provide even at the very last moment. Lord, I ask that you would open up generosity in the hearts of people in your body to care for one another like they did in the books of Acts. Train your people to be people of battle. Train their feet to walk and to march in prayer. And prepare us, Lord Jesus, for the harvest that will come around the globe. We ask for your loving face and mercy to flow throughout our neighborhoods. And we ask this because we love you, Father. I ask this in the mighty, glorious name, the name of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the great Redeemer, Yeshua. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and I'd sure love to hear from some of you if you decide to go out and do some prayer walking and perhaps some have some exciting events take place. I'm convinced that this will happen for you because I've seen it happen over and over again. I bless you today in the name of Jesus, and I want to thank those of you who have been so gracious to help in assisting me to produce, publish, and store these podcasts. I thank you all for your kindness and your notes and emails that come to me, as well as your prayer requests. I don't just look past them. I'd like to let you know that I can't comment on some of your comments posted on my podcast or blog site, because in order to comment, I have to pay for an extended premium account And I'm not going to do that just to be able to make comments to other people's comments. Please know that I read and see everything you say, and it so encourages me. I want to thank you for today's time spent together, and I look forward to our next podcast. Please visit my website at www.marylindo.com to listen to more podcasts and read about all that the Lord is doing. Goodbye for now.